protests and riots in the streets, not just in America, but worldwide, screaming for equality, screaming out black lives matter. But what should be the response of Israel and all of this chaos? Let's talk about it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. Welcome and shalom, shalom, my brothers and my sisters, back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. As always, I am appreciative of every like, of every mention, of every share, of every uh, person who subscribes to this podcast. Listen, take this podcast, you're going to take this episode specifically and share it with five people. Share it with five people. Um, I appreciate all who's continued to share and continue to support this podcast as always. Um, so as I mentioned in the, well, first of all, I'm off site on this episode. So if you hear some kids screaming in the background or whatever, uh, please excuse that. I'm trying something new. As I told you guys, my, my hard drive and all that stuff failed and um, I'm not in the studio today. So we're off site. Um, but we're doing this on some, some real low budget type stuff right now, but that's all right. We're going to make it. We're going to get the information to y'all anyhow all right um so as i mentioned in the intro uh we're going to be discussing these riots these protests um black lives matter equality in this country what all that means uh within the uh, nation of israel what should be our response where should we go with this um and also uh back by popular demand I have a guest host, my beautiful, beautiful Isha Teresi. Say something to the people. Shalom, shalom, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so since the last, I believe the last episode you were on was being a Daniel in a Babylon mm -hmm. world. Yeah. Or something of that uh, vernacular. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't listened to that, please listen to that episode. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so what you've been doing since then? Let, let, let the people oh, know. Give them an update. Wow. Put me on the spot. Um, you know, by the grace of the Most High, I've been working from home, uh, which has been mm -hmm. a super blessing. Um, it's always been my dream anyway. So, um, 
though this country is going haywire with everything going on, I have shalom. So working from home, Hallelujah. taking care of kids. Um, so, you know, just chilling with the family. Ain't nothing cool. else to do. They shut everything down just about. So Yeah, pretty much. Now they're trying to open stuff up. Yeah. So that, that's that. that's a trap, too. Yeah. It's all a trap. <laughs> right. It ain't no difference where it go. But anyway, we're going to get right into this, y'all. We're going to get right into this. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to look at specifically um, three scriptures. So we're going to look at something in the um, in the writings. We're going to look at something in the Apocrypha. We're going to look at something in the Brit Hadashah, um, also known as the New Testament. So first, I want to go to um, the Apocrypha. And I want to go to... Well, actually, you know what? No. I want to go to Proverbs. So... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> me and Teresi have been talking just about this whole idea of these protests, right? Uh, the protests, the riots, and what's been said. What what has been the the overarching theme is that number one, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. um, which that's not just a statement. So if you don't know that by now, that's not just a statement. You making that statement, although that statement is true, but you making that statement also unites you with a political group called Black Lives Matter. I personally necessarily don't necessarily agree with that, but I see where you come from. But I, I personally... What do you mean you don't agree with that? Um, I think, yes, although there is a political or organization that is called Black Lives Matter and they have their own agenda, yes, that's true, but we can't just let them hijack the term and say, well, if you say that, then you align yourself with them. It's just like you're saying, well, if you believe, if you trust, if you believe that the rainbow is a um, is right. a covenant sign from the Most High. You can't just allow the gay, the LGBT community to just hijack that and be like, well, if you wave the um, rainbow flag over your house, then you supporting them. Like, well, is it hijacking if you if you're the originator of it? You you never heard Black Lives Matter until they mentioned it on a hashtag back in 2012 when Trayvon Martin was killed. They created that. That term did not exist before then. Um, true, but the idea behind it, the the heart behind it, still existed. I think people still Absolutely. had that same sentiment. Absolutely, just they didn't there's say a, the it heart didn't have a hashtag it. for it. Right, there's a heart behind it. I'm saying though, if you hashtag Black Lives Matter BLM, you're connecting yourself to that political group. Yeah, well, I agree like, to disagree. If, if somebody's on there, you're gonna be like, oh, well, some. If I put hashtag Black Lives Matter, I'm like, oh, well, he supports Black Lives Matter. That's on you. Like if I put hashtag <laughs> Donald Trump, people gonna think I'd support Donald Trump. If I put hashtag Barack Obama, they don't think something. Whatever well, it may yeah, be, they might think you're, that. You're a t whether good, bad, and different, whether it's true or not, the public will believe that you are attaching yourself to that political group. Like I don't say I don't walk okay. around saying Black Lives Matter. I've never bought a Black Lives Matter shirt. Um, the only time on Twitter I actually hashtag Black Lives Matter is because I want that the people that I know. Our people, Israel, the people, especially those who don't know they're Israel yet, follow that hashtag. They also follow Black and Twitter. Exactly. That's why I do. I don't do it because I'm attached to them necessarily. And but that was the but, point but I was going to make. People will, yes. but I know that because I, but I know that when I put that out there, people will think I am attached to that. And I'm okay with that because I know I'm not. I'm just saying, so then just you can't know. Tell people not to use the term. I didn't say. I didn't say not to use it. <laughs> oh. I said just know if you use it, you're attaching yourself to this political group, whether it's real or not. 
I'm not physically attaching myself. Now, now if you out there with a Black Lives Matter shirt and you got your fist in the air and the protest screaming Black Lives Matter with a Black Lives Matter sign, now doggone it, you attached. You're a part of that political group now. I'm just talking about a hashtag. I'm just talking about what people may perceive. Maybe I messed that up. Right, okay, there you go. People yeah. may perceive that you're attached to that group. That, okay, right. that's better. There you go. Sorry. A, disagree, a disagreement in the house of Dawid. <laughs> My goodness. It wasn't, I was just making sure, you, you know, to clarify, because you can't just, yeah, I clarified, you know, I clarified. throw everybody in right. this whole bucket. But so, but anyway, on. so this whole deal of Black Lives Matter is that um, we should be fighting for justice, number one, and equality, number two. Now, there's a problem with both of those. So the justice piece, I don't have to go to scripture. I don't believe because I think I believe that most people listening to this podcast, if you don't understand Torah, I hope that um, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are, you're discovering who you are, you're going on that journey and you're reading through um, uh, uh, the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. That is the foundation of all the rest of everything that is said. So if you don't grasp those five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you will, you will miss everything else in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. All right. In those books, justice is illustrated by an even scale. So back then, the way that they measured um, goods is by a scale. We still do it today in a, in a sense, because uh, when they come over, when goods come over uh, the seas and they go to port, they still got to go on a scale and all this stuff. Um, when, you, when you ship stuff out, um, I work for a logistics company, so when we ship stuff out, everything has to be weighed and balanced and all that stuff. But back then, if you gave somebody gold and said it was worth this amount, they put it on the scale to make sure, and that scale had to be even. That's, called, that's what justice is in the scriptures. Which is why um, the Most High said, those who took you into captivity will go into captivity. Hmm. You know, those who murdered will be put to the sword and all, all, you know, down the list. What you did, what you reap, you shall sow. You know, mm-hmm. Yahshua even said that. That's mm-hmm. called justice. So, number one, the problem with Black Lives Matter, groups like them and all these people out here protesting, is that they don't understand justice. So, what happened to Brother Floyd is a travesty. And what happened to everyone before him is a travesty. And not, mm-hmm. and it doesn't start with Trayvon Martin. Right. It, it goes before Trayvon, before they start filming, before Rodney King. You know, all the people who have been raped, all the people who've been lynched, all the people who've been affected by the drug epidemic in the black and in, in the so-called African-American community. Like that's modern day lynchings. That's a lot of people dead because of, of, of police officers, because of drugs because of government systems, systematic racism, and all that has to do with this country and countries like it all around the world that oppress people that look like us every day. The problem is justice, if we want justice for Brother Floyd and everybody before him, justice doesn't look like that cop being fired and sent to jail for life, or nor does it look like him getting a needle in his arm. Justice is if you Put your neck on George or knee on George Floyd's neck and you stood there for eight minutes while he was grasping for air. And the nation, along with his mother, got to watch him die. Justice would be 
find that officers and the officers involved find their kids and the family members of George, George Floyd, they get to put their knee on their kid's neck for eight minutes while the world gets to watch and why they get to watch. That's justice. That's justice. What what you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Is I that s- not justice? Is that not even in the scale? Wouldn't it be just. What you did is done to you. You to reap what you, you saw. Right. So shouldn't that happen to him rather than his kids? I mean, not to say that, you know, I understand the concept of, you know, no, your it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen to your him. Sins too. Like that there's no, a generation. He put his neck on somebody else. He put his knee on somebody else's kid's neck. So oh, now okay. somebody That's needs to put their knee on his kid's neck. Do we, uh, do we need to go through Proverbs? I went uh, through, uh, I have a, if you haven't listened to it, I have a podcast called Pray Like David Prayed. And the prayers, if you read Psalms, those prayers in the book of Psalms, they ain't no wimpy prayers, y'all. David is saying all these evil, vile, wicked nations that seek to rise up against us to hurt our families and mm-hmm. to hurt us, Whatever, whatever they conjuring up, let them fall into their own trap. So if they're conjuring up disease and pestilence, let them fall into it. Yeah, I'm with that. If, if, if they're trying to snatch up, if they're trying to kill our kids and stuff, let their kids die. Like, that's what that's how David prayed. Yeah, I know. He, he was a, and he, yeah. he understood what justice was. Like, if this is what they doing, it needs to come back on them. Mm. So if you putting your knee on people's neck, somebody need to put... Put they knee. Are you putting your knee on somebody's kid's neck? Somebody need to put they knee on your kid's neck. And maybe somebody need to put uh, a knee on his neck too. Now, I'm not saying go up there and start snatching people up. <laughs> Don't hear me say that. Because we as a people, we have no might in our hands. Only the Most High can save us. I believe that's uh, Isaiah 44, 11. Only the Most High can save us. And he has hmm. sent his son to do so. Yahshua in the Hebrew literally means Yah, Yahuwah's salvation. Only he can save us. We cannot be, yeah. we cannot save ourselves through a race war. We would lose horribly. Can't hmm. do it. Yeah. We see the nation of Haiti, where, 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 where my wife is from, the nation of Haiti, they, they, they wiped out their oppressor. But now they have to pay for that. So there's still no freedom from them either. Because they wiped out their oppressors just to be colonized and, and oppressed by foreign nations anyway. Hmm. So what was the point, right? But anyway, so that's justice. So they, they're fighting for justice, but they're also fighting for equality. And that's why I have the problem. I don't really necessarily have a problem with your, with your gross misunderstanding of justice. Because if justice looks like him going to prison, well, he needs to go to prison. Just looks like he loses his job, he needs to lose his job. Whatever justice looks like in this nation, it needs to be done to that to that man, mm-hmm. right? So just letting him off with, with a, a firing and a hand slap, what most of these officers do, like yeah. that's not enough. But but here's the problem with Black Lives Matter and, and organizations like them and all these people protesting. They're hollering for justice, number one. Number two, Black Lives Matter is, is funded by a man named George Soros. Look him up. Um, he's a Jewish man that, uh, that, that gives to different organizations like Black Lives Matter, yet at the same time he's trying to uh, do, do, uh, do global, worldwide globalization. At the same time, he's one of these people saying that you need a vaccine for this COVID-19 and trying to do mass vaccines. He's, he's also somebody who agrees with Agenda 2030, look that up as well. Um, 
but he gave Black Lives Matter $100 million to one of his, his uh, philanthropic um, organizations, $100 million. Now, when I told my mother this, she was, she was shocked because she's like, okay, if you got $100 million, where are all that money going? There's so many families out here who can't afford attorneys and they're going to prison unjustly, still. Like, where's Black Lives Matter when that happened? When, when, we, when, when the black community, when we commit violence against ourselves and there's drugs in our neighborhoods and messed up schools and, and kids can't eat unless they're at school. So there's a lot of starving kids because in Tennessee, kids ain't been to school since spring break. A lot of starving kids out there. Mm -hmm. there's, there's chapters of Black Lives Matter right here in Tennessee. Where they at? Feed these kids. I ain't seen them. Every time the news comes on or you go down the street, it's, it's, it's one of these uh, false religions feeding these uh, people, uh, some some charity or just some, some random folks out the kindness of their heart. I ain't never seen nobody with no BLM shirt walking around feeding nobody. They only come out when it's time to riot, when it's time to protest. That should tell you something right there, number one. So then they talk about equality, equality, equality. Let's read something about equality in the scriptures. Okay. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 31. It says, Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. Now, you may say, you know, Brother Yemiyahu, what does that have to do with equality? The problem is that Black Lives Matter, the Civil Rights Movement, and, and people like them, movements like them, have tried to fight for equality. You want to be equal with the white man in this country hmm. who was our oppressor. When the scriptures say, do not envy him nor choose any of his ways. Hmm. Yeah. The Most High has set Israel up above all other nations. Hmm. The scriptures say, do not envy your oppressor. Don't choose. So you're telling me you're fighting to be equal with your oppressor? You're fighting to be equal with an oppressive system? You're fighting to be equal with a system that you're literally above. Mm. So this is this is a downgrade for us. Well, what's your thoughts on that? I, mean, I just said a whole bunch. Oh, where to start? Um, I think to me the the key of of all of it is um, seeking equality with a system that is not that's broken Very and so broken. what are we looking to be equal to yes we i think what people are looking for is to be um have the same level of dignity as what white people quote unquote have been uh given right so they have a certain level of respect they have like there's a lot of things assumed when white people are walk into a room right but There's, that's that's all based on lie none of it's based on truth absolutely so then the pursuit of this equality is also based on a lie Ooh, so, say that one more time say that one more. i don't think they heard you oh gosh what i say the the pursuit of equality is based on a lie hmm. so it's not true equality now you're just looking to be equal to your oppressor be equal to the oppressor and the oppressor has given you a false sense of um an inequality Yes, the, or what life looks like, what you should attain to. Right, and it's telling you, hey, if you're like this group of people, then you're great. So whether you have to assimilate by the way you talk, the Man, way you fix your hair, the way you dress. Yes. Now there's the, the standard of like, hey, there are people who are better and there are some who aren't. The people who are better look like this. 
you don't look like them. You're dark skinned. So you have to strive yeah. to be like us and you know, to be accepted. And they're trying to assimilate into this other culture. Right. That's, and, that's really what this equality is about. And even when you do, though, but even when you do, you're, st- <laughs> you're still not like them. You're, you're still you're not never accepted. Be accepted. You're, you'll never then why get are you trying to be accepted to a nation? And I'm, I'm not saying that anybody is, uh, is, is less than as a human being. But what I am saying is the Most High has set up different nations to do different things. And he chose Israel as his portion. So why are we trying to link arms with other nations? Other nations should be trying to link arms with us. And I think mm. the problem is a lot of our people just don't know who they are. Mm. They don't know whose they are. And, and that's partly a fault of us who have come back to the covenant, um, who mm. have come into, quote unquote, the truth, the way. And we've done, I believe, a poor job sometimes, not all the time, but a poor job in some places of articulating to people who we really are. And it goes beyond just an identity, mm-hmm. but it, it goes into the God that we're attached to and the yeah. plans that he has for the people that he chose. Right. And when people don't understand right. that and when the only image of our God that they have is this Christian church here in America and around the world who masquerades as worshiping the one and only true God when really they're worshiping sun gods and Ashtaroth and Tammuz and all this other foolishness that they're worshiping, knowing that they're false, they're fake, they're phony. There's nothing true about the Christian religion whatsoever. So now people look at that and that's the, when we say, you know, we follow the Bible, that's the only example they really have. And they're like, man, either they're like, man, I've been hurt by that. And I'm kind of taking a break from that. Or they're saying, man, I ain't got nothing. I don't want nothing to do with that at all. Yeah. Because the because the God they've been taught of, the Christianity, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that they've been taught has been a complete lie and a sham. And they see right through it. Yeah. So when we come with the scriptures, like, no, nah, we heard that before. But I was like, no, nah, but you ain't heard it in this context before. You ain't heard it with this understanding before. Mm-hmm. And so so I think we, we, we push a lot of identity, which is a good thing. Because people need to know who they are yeah. in order to attach themselves to these scriptures. But at the same time, I think sometimes we push identity um, so, much. so much that we, we miss the spirit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 we push identity at the expense of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of Elohim that's supposed to be inside of us. That's supposed to be the light of the world. Yeah. It's supposed to shine. It's supposed to draw all these nations back to Elohim. Like first to the Jew, then to the Greek. Like we were supposed to be priests to all nations back yeah. in Deuteronomy before we were scattered. So you can't say, oh, well, that was just for Israel because, you know, during the Maccabean time, we became Gentiles. Well, before all that happened, before we got scattered, he said, you are to be righteous priests in Deuteronomy to every single nation. Yeah. And that's proven through the prophet, um, even before the New Testament. So the prophet uh, Jonah, like he went to Nineveh, right? Mm-hmm. Daniel was a, a prophet in the house of Neb- King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Like all these other nations had opportunities mm. to come to Yah because he put prophets in their face. Mm, yeah. Look at Esther, like with Xerxes, she's in Persia, her and Mordecai. Like there's been opportunities for other nations. But the yeah. problem is we never try to assimilate into the other nations. Right. We taught the other nations about our God and we proselytized the other nations into our culture. We didn't try to assimilate into their culture. We assimilated them into our culture because ours is the only one and true 
culture. The, we, we, we are the only people who worship the one and only true Elohim. Yeah, once we, when we are aware of what we're doing. So I think part of the, part of the kind of frustration and sadness and part that I'm grieving is like, okay, yes, some people are awakening. Yes, they're looking and like yearning for this thing, equality, value, justice. They want to be, um, have their dignity restored. Mm -hmm. But you won't know how to do, you won't, you're looking at the wrong people to do that. Right, right. You're looking what, at your oppressor to free you from oppression. What? Right. So the thing is, <laughs> even beyond them knowing who they are, which it is helpful, it's understanding, find your value and your dignity in the most high and figure out what he's called you to do, which what you said, you were called to be priests to the world. There is a reason why all these other nations like to copy everything that we do. Everything. And it's, and, and, but I don't it's think to, people realize that because not, they're so stuck in this country. They don't think or look globally. Like literally hip hop is around the globe. The way we dress, the way we talk, the way we have our hair is around the globe. Right. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. You no. interrupting. Okay. Well, hey, that's, <laughs> hey, you want to be in this podcast world? Hey, that's, that's how we do these interviews. Hey, this is how it is. All right. Uh, but we're going to go to this uh, second scripture uh, in Maccabee. So the question is, where, where is the Hebrew Israelite in all this? Where, how, how does the house of Israel, how, what is our response to the, 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 um, the riots, the podcast, um, sorry, the protests, mm -hmm. like, should we get involved? Should we be marching? Should we be making a scene? Like, like I'll quantify it by this. I think this is a good time. If you have an assembly or a camp, or whatever it may be. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily to protest, but, but make yourself seen. Since everybody's watching now, go out there and make yourself seen, not with a Black Lives Matter sign, mm -hmm. but with maybe did you know that African, African Americans, Latinos, Native Americans are the true children of Elohim and use an opportunity, use this opportunity, redeem the time, as Paul mm. would say, and use this opportunity. Everybody's out on the streets right now. Like in the, the times we want people to come out and listen to us while we on the corners, ain't nobody ever there, but to mock us. Now, everybody mm. is out on the street, everybody in them streets. Let's go out there and engage them, talk to them, wake them up. All right. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but, but, and another thing, so the response piece, what should our response be? In my opinion, because they're fighting for something that has nothing to do with these scriptures and nothing to do with the posture of Israel, nothing to do with the mandate that the most high has given Israel. My thing is for those who do not know their Israel yet, Outside of, of showing them the truth about who they are and the truth about Elohim, stay out of them folks' business. This is, a, this is not our fight as the children of Israel because we don't want to be equal to our oppressor. We understand what true justice is and we understand that we're going to keep getting knees into our neck mm -hmm. if we continue to be disobedient. Mm -hmm. Because when you go out there and explain to our brothers and sisters who don't know who they are, that we're going through these punishments, we're going through this tyranny because of our disobedience and the disobedience of our ancestors, they don't want to hear that. When we start opening up the can of worms and talking about sin, because we want to talk about the symptoms. The symptoms are 
an unjust system. The symptoms are inequality. Mm -hmm. The symptoms are corrupt cops. The yeah. symptoms are bad education systems, poverty, hunger. Those are the symptoms of the sin. The sin's the problem. Repent, come back to the law, statutes, and commandments, and it will be well with us. Hmm. As Moses told Joshua, don't forget these statutes. Don't forget these commandments. Don't forget these laws. Don't forget these judgments. Do not go away from them. If hmm. you keep them, it will be well with you. Moses also said, There's, you choose this day life or death. Without these commandments, you have death. With them, you have life. So it's sin that we have to direct these people. It's your sin. What is sin? First John 3, 4 says that sin is transgression of the law. Violation to of make Torah. it to make it other plain, the, uh, the, 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 the Jewish New Testament. Yeah, I said Jewish. It's OK. It's OK. The Jewish New Testament <laughs> says that 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 uh, first they translate first John 3, 4 to say violation of Torah. That's what sin is. And look at our people out here. They didn't push homosexuality in the neighborhood. We still eating pork chops. We still fornicating, having adultery, going down the line. We're not loving our neighbors. Mm. Uh, we're worshiping other gods, burning sage, playing around with crystals. And then you got a nerve to march out on the street and say that we deserve a better life when your life is full of sin. Hmm. Come on now. So what is our response? So what is our response? So now we're going into the Apocrypha. First Maccabees chapter three. So this is when Antiochus has, has, has persecuted our people and the, the Maccabees, they have, they have risen up, they rose up on the, on, the, on the Greeks and the leader of the Maccabees, he says this. And this is First uh, Maccabees three, starting at, at um, verse 20. It says, they come against us in much pride and iniquity to destroy us and our wives and our children and to spoil us. So isn't it sad that ain't nothing changed since, uh, since Alexander the Great's time? Hmm. Sad, ain't it? I'll read it again, verse 20. First Maccabees again? 3. Okay. They come against us in much pride and iniquity to destroy us and our wives and our children and to spoil us. But we fight... We fight for our lives and our laws. Wherefore, Yahuwah himself will overthrow them before our face. Hmm. And as for you, be ye not afraid of them. So the leader of the Maccabees is like, yeah, we in a fight all right. But we ain't fighting for equality with our oppressor. We're not fighting for justice. We're fighting for our lives because our lives are at stake and our laws. So they understood that I cannot win this fight. We, as a people, will not win this fight against the Greeks in sin. Hmm. So not only did we fight for our lives, and that's the issue right now, these people out here, they're rioting and protesting for their lives. Hmm. But they forgot about the law. Yeah. Our people in the past said we fight for our lives and our laws. If you're not doing that, stay out of them streets, man. Stay out them folks' business. This, this ain't got nothing to do with us, all right, for those who know who you are. Mm. Yes, Brother Floyd and Trayvon and, and Michael Brown and um, 
Sandra Bland and going down the list. Yes, that those were Israelites and those are people and our hearts should, every time I think about it, there's, there's, I have anger, mm-hmm. I have hurt, I have pain, I have, okay. I have trauma that yeah. I've gone through my own self mm-hmm. with, with police officers, with guns pointed in my face, being slammed on the hoods of cars, being put in handcuffs, uh, thrown in the back of the seats, uh, threatened to my life, been, been unjustly imprisoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've gone through it all. The only difference is I, I can live to tell about it. Yeah. It's the only difference. And I thank the most high for that. But the problem is we don't tell any of these people about, well, I ain't going to say we, for the most part, none of these people know about that. They, they don't realize they're living in sin. And some of them think they're straight because they're in a Christian church. Let me tell you something. If you listen to this now, your first time listening to Jacob C podcast, first time hearing about a Hebrew is like, if you're in a Christian church, you're in sin. Uh-oh. You're in a perpetual state of uncleanness because you're in sin. The Christian church oh teaches you to live in sin. Why? Because they say the laws are done away with. Well, if the laws are done away with and sin is the violation of Torah, what do you think you in? Sin. Uh-oh, bow, bow. Some of us, we want to be in part of the nation of Islam or you want to be a real Shuni or Shiite Muslim. Let me, let me tell you something. You worship Muhammad, the prophet, more than you do Yahshua the son of Elohim and you don't believe and you can't believe in Yahshua or the God or or the most high because the Muslim religion neither follows the laws either. They have their own set of rules. Mm -hmm. They follow some of them, but not all of them. Just like the Christian church follows some of them. They pick and choose when they want to and when they don't want to do stuff. But it's, but the Arabs, the progenitors of the, of the Muslim religion, they enslaved us worse than these Europeans did. But you want to be a Muslim. You want to be equal to your oppressor too. <laughs> Shh, I don't understand it. What, 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 you, what you thinking? I was just listening, taking it in. Because um, you said something, actually share a story. Because mm-hmm. we had said something last night mm-hmm. about, um, I think I'm going to do a video about sodomy because I don't think a lot of people understand what sodomy is. <laughs> I, need to, I need to do a... Um, uh, a what is it? No filter Friday about sodomy, but but go ahead and tell that story. Wait, which now, story? Now this, is in, this is in the Christian church when when y'all went to a, a women's meeting. Oh my! And y'all were supposed to be learned from a wise woman in the story? scriptures, yet she was teaching y'all sodomy instead of being modest and holy and following the scripture. And oh, we know that sodomites don't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Y'all can look that up yourself. Now do, do your homework. <laughs> Sodomites don't enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, man, okay, so that was years ago. Um, and look up the word sodomy too. I'm sorry, because like people in a don't diction, understand. Regular dictionary. In a dictionary, look yeah. it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was some years ago. Um, it was a group of women who went to this woman's house, and it was just kind of like a women's encouragement night, kind of like a. It was geared around marriage, um, and so that was kind of the focus and I think that night they chose to focus on intimacy and so mm-hmm. um, excuse me of course there are women from diff- you know we all had the it was a wide range of uh, lengths in terms of how long we had gotten been married um, but I think most people somehow we just it was a, all the struggle of intimacy no one was like interested in it nobody it was just a struggle to get mm. in mood or whatever and um she was telling us like, well, you know, 
I, you know, I, tr- I try to find ways to be creative in terms of um, offering. She was trying to offer. Well, she would offer her husband oral. Um, um, by the way, if you have children, I guess you probably should rate this thing PG-13. Now that we've <laughs> entered into this <laughs> um, realm yeah, We talk here. about real life on this podcast. So every every episode is PG-13 and up. So she basically was like, well, this is what I do. She just showed us basically how she makes it bearable or enjoyable by getting some, it was a fruit roll-ups. She said, mm. just use some fruit roll-ups and wrap it on there and just have at it. <laughs> um, you know, and I was taught in within the Christian context. And I think the mindset even in Christianity is like, hey, the, uh, what is it, what's the verse? The the marriage bed is undefiled. Right. So I guess it just makes everything, they everything think, goes. I mean, you, you, you can do anything. Which um, as long as literally you're means that <laughs> verse literally means the opposite thing. And you know, I have yet to actually go back and look at this verse in the actual yeah, look context. Look at the context. Because I feel yes. like there's so many one-liners it, it, that I've yes. learned in church and I'm that, like, that, in context, that means the When I go back to opposite. read, I'm like, oh, that's not so what that meant. <laughs> it should say the marriage bed should not be defiled. Mm-hmm. How it should be read. So, anyway, yeah. yeah, so that's what we're talking But I can't remember why the story came up. Like, we were making a distinction between how we're taught to be righteous so, and holy. In the, in the, oh. How we're trying to be righteous. And, as as yes, the Hebrew Israelite that. teachers teach us, and our teacher in our assembly teaches us how to be righteous and holy and the steps it takes to do that. And, you know, they will teach you, hey, sodomites don't enter the kingdom of heaven. Look at what a sodomite is. Don't you do that. On the flip side, the Christian says, let's whatever this culture is the nation that we're in it's okay to do what they do excuse me um there's no yeah. distinction there's no holiness there's no separation right and i think we were, yeah we were um contrasting that to how in this way with us following the the torah as much as we can exactly yeah um observing the the, the eight days or seven days of um the cleanliness laws of separation of yep. separation during the nada um, so during during your the, doing the woman time cycle, month, cycle so yes. every month you know it's a seven day period of um separation until the woman is cleaned i think it's cleansed yeah which is i think it's the eighth, eighth day or something like that right. so, so it was just kind of that. interesting to see how even our interactions in that sense has uh is a little different um because the end goal is for us to glorify the most high. Absolutely. So, uh, where we went off on a huge tangent. Here. Yeah, I just wanted to make that, that, that <laughs> so so there's people, because I want to make the distinction, because there's people out here that claim to be quote unquote Christian. Christian means to be like Christ. So if you find a Christian and they're not following law, statutes, commandments like Christ did, they're not observing the feast like Christ did, if they're not observing the Sabbath like Christ did, mm. uh, they're not Christian. I don't know what they are, they're not Christians, right? Um, so in the distinction is like, you know, in, in the Hebrew assemblies, it teaches you how to be righteous and holy and modest as a wife. Uh, teaches the husband how to, how to love and be strong and courageous as the husband of his house. But in the Christian vernacular, man, they teach you how to be porn stars. It's ridiculous. Well. And these are the people, if you're out there protesting and marching, that you're linking arms with. Let's all get together and be unified. No, you will never find one scripture. You, you cannot find me a scripture that tells Israel to be unified with these other nations. Hmm. It tells us to do what? Be separate and holy. Be ye holy because your Elohim is holy. Yeah. Come out of her. 
do not be unequally yoked. And when it says do not be unequally yoked, it, it, people always try to say that in relationships. It doesn't mention relationship across the board. Do not yoke yourself. And yoking yourself means you've connected with something and you guys are now traveling down the same road in the same direction. You're in agreement with. Mm. So you out there protesting, linking arms, raising fists, you're in agreement with this evil and, and perverse nation, with these evil and perverse systems. Mm. How, are you gonna, how are you going to fight the problem when you out there linked up with the problem? Oh my goodness, well. And these people, that's the problem, because now all of a sudden, Netflix, Amazon, NBC, ABC, CBS, hell, even Fox, Black Lives Matter. We uh, we support the black community. All posted across their stuff. But you the problem. The problem is trying to give you solutions. They're trying to appease you, really. Um, yeah, because they, they know this black dollar is about to leave. And they don't want that black dollar to leave. And we're going to keep spending it. We, like I said before, we're going to keep going to China Man. We're going to keep buying these wigs and purses and Louis Vuitton this and Michael Kors that. And keep giving these folks our money. We need to stop. We need to stop. That's another response. Don't march because we ain't trying to be equal with these <laughs> oppressors. And quit giving these folks your money. If you can help it, quit. And some, if you live in a rural area, I get it. I understand it. You got to go to Walmart. You got to go to Kroger. You, you got to go to Hy-Vee. I get it. Like there's no other store for miles and miles and miles. I'm from a rural area. I understand. But if you're in a city, if you're in a large city, if you got more than 300, 400,000 people in your city, Man, you have opportunities. You may have to drive to the other side of town, but you got opportunities to give your dollar to your own, the people who look like you. And then as you build that relationship, that's just another opportunity for that store owner to know, hey, you're Israel. Hey, you're special. Hey, did you know we're supposed to be following these laws, statutes, and commandments? Hey, man, come to my assembly. Come to my camp, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, uh, spend one night in Sabbath. Invite them to a Sabbath dinner at your home, or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. Like, share this truth with these people. Because our, our people don't know. We're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. As it says yeah. in Hosea, we don't know. We don't know. Last thing, probably this last thing. So, you know, we went through the writings, went through the Apocrypha. Now we have the Brit Hadashah. Let's talk about what true, what we need to be fighting for, as the Maccabean said, is our lives and the laws. So what we're looking for as our ancestors was waiting on the Messiah they were looking for freedom, to be free from oppression, from inequality, quote unquote, from injustice, from uh, being occupied in their own homeland. John the Baptist's dad, Zechariah, who was a priest, one of the last Levites in the Levitical order, he, and this is one of my favorite passages in all the scripture, because he lays out exactly what salvation looks like. What freedom, true freedom, what's that look like? In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 67 to 75, it reads, And his father, talking about John the Baptist, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the master Elohim of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. So first freedom looks like redemption. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. 
that we should be saved from our enemies. So freedom looks like being saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us and from everybody who hates us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to the redeemer of his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. So true salvation, true freedom looks like being delivered from the hands of our enemies and being able to worship the Most High in, in, in shalom and in, in completeness and in tamim. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's a both and. It's not, there's not just this. Some people believe salvation is only physical. Some people believe salvation is only spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's both. Yeah. It's being freed from your enemies and being able to worship the Most High in Shalom and Tamim, hmm. peace and completeness. What was it that Moses told Pharaoh when it was time hmm. for them to go? He said, let my people go. And we stop right there. Let my people go. Like Charleston Heston was really Moses. Come on now. Anyway, we don't go that road. <laughs> but he said, let my people go so that we can go into the wilderness and worship the most high. Mm-hmm. So it was like, free us from your oppression so we can go into the wilderness and worship the one and only true God, a physical and a spiritual salvation. Salvation and freedom encompass both of those ideas. So if we're not about that, you shouldn't be out in the streets marching. If you wanna go out there and march, march for your life, march for our laws, march to be separate from our oppressors, not equal with them. Mm-hmm. So we can have a place where we can worship the most high and, and safety and completeness. Mm. What you got to say about all of that? Anything uh, to say? <laughs> I mean, I think you pretty much said it all. Uh, I think what's to me, what I'm thinking and what I'm wondering is um, we need to be, <laughs> our yeah, our people are just oblivious and I think just lack knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. I think they have parts of information pieces of information and that they're realizing that we are from we're not just those nameless slaves that were taken we're not creon colors um, from west africa well there is more to our history Mm -hmm. but i think that connection gets muddled uh that connection with the most high gets muddled um and so i think that there's gonna have to come a point where just like um, when, we were, when we were in Egypt, he had to take us away to teach us how to serve him, Absolutely. how to obey him. There, there's going to have to come a point where he does that with us here. Yep. So some yep. of us do um, ha- have been enlightened. We understand what we should be doing to um, be pleasing to the Most High, to be righteous, um, how to come out of this Babylonian system or how to just separate ourselves as much as we can. Um, but again, like you said, we will never have true freedom and salvation unless we can be separate and worship our Elohim without fear and without, um, worry of being oppressed. So, um, I'm just curious and interested to see how all of this plays out. Um, Mm. because I, we, we do know that we anticipate another wilderness time to come. Absolutely. Another greater exodus to come. Absolutely. Um, things are boiling. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know if we're supposed to, 
yeah, things are boiling, and it's just it's just strange and. And the Most High is working. Interesting. The Most High is definitely working, and so yes, I, my eyes are open. I'm just watching. Um, to me, the the challenge for us is to really do our best to share uh, the good news with our people, um, and not even just just our people, but anyone who would listen. Right. So since we are supposed to be priests to the world, teach those oppressors as well, so they have may have a chance. They have to hear it. Now, if they choose to reject it, that's on them. But we do still have a responsibility to share the the truth of true gospel. Right. What's expected, what he came for and what how your life should look if you are believing uh, the Messiah um, spiritually and then physically how your life should change. Right. Um, so. I think that's the challenge for us going forward. Yeah, we may not go out there and protest. Or if you are out there um, with uh, protesting, bring some value to the people. Like, don't just be out there. I mean, your voice. I think our voices get lost in the protest. It's just a bunch of noise to me personally. Right. Um, and I know people have um, goals they're trying to accomplish, and there have been some changes in terms of legislation or policies that Does have it changed. Really work though. I'm just saying, just they're even still recently, us away with it. I'm talking about recently, there have been like policies that have changed within like, police precincts, such as removing certain rules in the book. Um, I, I believe the whole knee on the neck was actually written in their books as the as one way of um, subduing someone that they're arresting. Like, okay, that so was, they don't put the knee in the neck, they put it in your chest, they they choke. Like when Eric Garner, that no, chokehold was illegal saying, and the I cops still did it. So would it make a difference? And he, it doesn't. he didn't go to jail. It doesn't. What I'm saying is, while yes, it may appear like they're making a few tweaks and changes, all that does is just appease what the right. people. Right? They're like, well, we want to see change. So the change will be on paper, but just like when they said, hey, we got on paper, we got to stop lynching these, these Negroes, they found other ways around it. They you can't ways stop lynch us. people yes. from doing <laughs> what they're going to do. I get that. Um, but you know, spending our energy, and I think a lot of us we get angry, we're frustrated with what's going on, using, finding ways and asking the Most High to lead us as to who do we need to talk to, to share the good news, to share with them like, hey, I understand this is frustrating, here's why we're in this predicament. Yes, the oppressors are doing what they're doing, but we also have a job to do in returning to the, to obey the Most Absolutely. High. Like, we have to do our part. Um, as much as we don't want to realize, we want to point the finger and blame everybody else, but we also have to take ownership of our own actions. Leviticus 26. Um, so, you know, everybody's got a, their own load to carry, their own sin to uh, repent for. Um, so, yeah, let's just share that with as many people as we can. I, personally, for me, that's a challenge that I'm giving to myself. I'm literally in the house all day with kids because I'm working from home and I have nowhere to go. Um, but yeah. I think even whether it's through social media and for me as an introvert, I don't put my thoughts out like that because I'm like, there are my thoughts. You oh, don't need you to the know them. Um, but I think, you know, slowly I'm trying to just put it out there just to allow people to see where we are and give them an opportunity if they want to ask. And I'm happy to share. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, to me, that's me coming out of my comfort zone and sharing what I believe, what I stand on. Um, so it's just, we have, we have work to do. 
right? So not it's not work. just watching <clears throat> yeah. this nation be destroyed, but we have work to do yes. as well. We don't sit back and just watch. We, yeah. we're, we're actively working and doing the things the Most High has told us to do. I'll just say it like this. The Most High is playing chess. Some of these elites are playing checkers. And unfortunately, a lot of us Negroes out here are playing Uno. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't even in the Uno. same game. We ain't even in the same game. Yeah, we have so, no um, so listen, y'all. I hope this podcast has been helpful. I hope it uh, enlightened you on how or what the response of Israel should be during all these protests and riots and all this other stuff. Like I said, our opinion, stay out these folks' business. If you're going to be doing it, uh, fight for our lives, fight for our laws, seek to be uh, separate and holy um, as, 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 the, uh, as, the, as the priest Zachariah said. Like We should be separate from our oppressor, not seeking equality with them. We should not be seeking equality and be yoked with these evil, perverse, and pagan nations, but somewhere we could be separate and we can worship the Most High in peace and in completeness. So with that, I say shalom. Um, seek the truth, live it out, inform others. We love y'all. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at jacobseed 12 or the host page at yermayahu 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link. You can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash jacobc12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.